Hello and welcome to Sitcom Geeks. I'm James Carey. And I'm Dave Cohen. This is episode 204 and in a very special occasion, Mm -hmm. I happen to be in London. We're actually in the same room. I know, it's slightly weird. I'm kind of looking across and seeing you, James, and actually seeing you with a microphone. And it's like, um, I don't understand. You're not in a kind of flat screen and that's not your books behind you. Exactly, it's your books behind me. Yeah, Yeah. I did a little uh, check actually and so this is episode 204 and I I looked back and in fact the last uh, live recording we did was episode 136 which was the uh, Chortle Book Conference and that was uh, was two and a half, yeah, yeah, nearly nearly three years ago. Yeah. Um, And... um, then it was all from that point on. It was all uh, I just remember um, being upstairs, the Wi-Fi going down, yeah. and all that stuff. They yeah. all fun days of early COVID, and yeah. now here we are in the same room. Yes, so, and actually, uh, very weird. Yeah, the beauty <laughs> but, of the of the Zoom option though is the fact that you've got a clean audio track on each and it makes it a doddle to edit. So um, although it's lovely to be with you, this will probably be slightly harder to edit. What listeners are thinking, what, they edit this? A, a little bit, but yeah. um, here we go. So this is episode 204, and today we are talking about being a complete comedy writer. Uh, Dave, in uh, 2018, wrote a book uh, with that title about helping you break into comedy writing. But there is a new and improved version that's coming out, and... Yep. So why don't you tell us what the aim of the uh, of the new book is, and then what's wrong with the old one? <laughs> okay, uh, well that's uh, yeah. I'm I'm glad you asked me that, <laughs> and uh, it's can I say what an honour it is to be a guest on your show, James? Thank you very much. <laughs> Pleasure. Um, yeah. So the, the the book in 2018 was, I guess, a kind of a accumulation of all all knowledge and uh, thinking about everything that I. I'd been doing everything we'd been doing with the mm. podcast and and the kind of teaching and stuff that, that that we'd both done, and I thought there's there's loads of stuff here and everything is kind of how it was when I started teaching ten fifteen years before that, and so let's just get all the information down in one place. So it's a kind of a collection of how to write comedy, how to get on, how to write topical comedy all the ways of getting into comedy plus a few kind of uh, anecdotal stories thrown in there um because uh, i like a bit of a waffle about the old days uh you got some in- good stories as well and you've, you've 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 done some pretty amazing things and you've been you know in the early days of the comedy store and all that kind of stuff i mean there's was- well it's funny you shouldn't mention that james i was in well <laughs> yes that's true and um i kind of and in fact a lot of that stuff has sort of found its way into uh the the, the novel writing which uh, regular listeners will know has become a kind of thing thing that I've started trying to do over the last kind of two or three years um, and a lot of it is, is kind of set around that that period so I actually thought ah you know fictional fictional Dave can have that stuff but meanwhile and you know reading books over the last sort of three or four years how to books in all sorts of areas it seems to me the books that that are best in the non-fiction world are the ones that kind of pair things down mm. and they give you there's not full of stuff they've just got uh, an angle and mm. it's a great angle and you know you can write a, a, a reasonably long book that, that explains mm. one thing and it feels to me what I needed to do was go back to that book and and change it and but make it more absolutely focused mm. 
And the thing, I suppose the main thing that's changed is in the first book, I mean, four or five years ago, well, seven years ago, when we started doing these podcasts, we were, the emphasis was, yes, you can make a living at comedy writing, you need to do this, 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 and this. Um, A lot of those things have kind of gone by the wayside now, but I think it's still... Uh, that that the side issue was this is how to become a better writer yeah whereas now so now the book is much more this is how to become a better writer because that's really the main way if you want to make a living at comedy writing or if you just want to enjoy comedy writing yeah that's what this book is about how to make you a better comedy writer in a way that's emblematic of our times you know seven years on from our first podcast and if you want more reminiscences on the last seven years go back to episode number 200 where we sort of look back over what's changed and what stayed the same in in the last seven years but the idea that something is pared down and people want stuff and they don't they don't really want the the, all the stuff around it I'm just reminded of you know going back to university in, in in my brain and just thinking when you had to write an essay on something the last thing you wanted was a book on it. What you wanted was a chapter in a book. You know, if you have to write an essay about the Thirty Years' War or the French Wars of Succession, so I don't want to read a book on the French Wars of Succession that's three hundred pages long. I would yeah. like to read a chapter that's about eighteen pages long that gives yeah. me slightly more information than I need uh, that I can then reproduce in a book. So I think that focus and the attention economy we live in now is really. I think we know what it is now and that you have to, you just can't waste people's time. And so I think maybe in the early days, you feel like you can put it all in for a half decent price and then you've got everything. Hmm. I think people are now realizing that the most expensive fungible, non-fungible thing is their time. And therefore they don't want something that's really long, even if it's kind of entertaining, which obviously the book is, it's, you know, it's fantastic. The the first edition, Um, they sort of go, this is all very well, but the BBC writing's room window closes in a month or two. I really need to sharpen up a skill. Give me the information now. So yeah. that's what you've been doing. That's that's effectively it. And I think it's um, you. It can sound the way that you sort of just described it. That can sound a bit negative. Oh, we've all got short attention spans, and uh, you know we need to we need information. We need it now. And that's the you know we've become much more demanding. But I, I think as as creators, it's uh, it's behoven to us to beholden to us even mm-hmm. to it behooves act, us or behooves, it's beholden to yeah, us it's one of those we need on my to... other podcast the cooper and carey podcast we end up using the word behooves quite a lot okay yeah so if you go over right. to that one um, right yeah, okay so, but we are beholden Behold, yeah, we are beholden <laughs> well, the, the bit that's following is uh, yeah. that saying we are beholden to be more succinct yeah. and we've just spent about a minute to Talking get about there. beholden and behooving. yeah yeah but actually i find as well, that as as a writer, that I, I'd like to think that I've become a, a, a better writer, mm. partly through doing all this research and stuff. But I think it's also about um, getting getting to the point quicker mm. and being able to communicate in a in a clear, simple way yeah. things that are potentially quite complicated. Yeah. And, you know, we're what are we? Episode two hundred and four. We've managed to, we've managed to yeah. do two hundred and four episodes, and we're still. I don't think we've still quite yet cracked how to write the perfect uh, script. Really, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But uh, it resonates with me what you're saying about that succinctness as well, though, because I I write a weekly um, Substack article uh, that's about you know church and faith and culture and all that kind of stuff, and um, 
one of the reasons I do it is so that I exercise that muscle so that I'm writing and condensing stuff into about eight, nine hundred words. Quite often what happens is I start writing the article, I write the introduction, realise the introduction is a, is a separate point in its own right, and then I basically kick my intended article over to the following week because I've got one point now. I don't want to write more than a thousand words. I, you know, ideally I'm 800 mm. words. And so on a weekly basis, I'm just trying to be a bit more precise in what I'm writing. Um, and that, that's just a really good skill yeah. to have, which is presumably, you know, some of the, you know, part five of your book rewriting this presumably comes, comes into that. But why don't you talk us about part one, for example? Yeah, it's, um, it's a fairly uh, linear um, journey, really, mm. and there's not. I'm not. I'm not trying to be too complicated or anything. I'm just trying to get from uh, from here to there yeah. in as in as clear and simple way as possible. Bearing in mind that inevitably there's like a you know things things that you think about at one point may well influence not influence that moment but mm. you might have to put them away later or whatever but I do try and start with the blank sheet of paper and mm. the, the 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 what am I going to write mm. and it's uh so um and the, again this is the kind of stuff that we've talked a lot about we start talking about things like you know what's 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 your th show about what's your script going to be about what's it really about um the the question we come to a lot and in fact we dealt with in a in the quite recent podcast about you know why me what what is what is a common what is a voice what mm. is your distinctive voice and kind of exploring those things and and how do you get ideas mm. before you even write a word so then you get into the kind of uh the 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 meat, I suppose, of your whatever it is you want to write. So part two is about uh, character, and uh, part three is about stories. And again, bearing, uh, bearing in mind a thing that we've talked about a lot, character is story and story is character, but it, it sort of helps to separate them out mm. so that you can then bring them together. And that's part, part four is writing, and that's the actual craft of mm. you know writing things like dialogue and coming up with jokes and and um you know the way to just just the the, the approach to the actual script mm. and then as you say part five is rewriting um which doesn't really feature much in a lot of these there are you know there are so many books about how to write the screenplay yeah. how to write your novel how to write this and this but there's hardly anything at all out there about how to rewrite and uh you know it's something that we probably we probably we spend a bit of time talking about it mm. but we could probably do some more and then part six is just talking about the various options that are available now um if you want to be a writer if you want to write comedy mm. how you can break into the world of comedy but no promises of making a living anymore <laughs> i think but just yeah. you know this the being having a professional approach i suppose to comedy yeah comedy writing well that is the that's the pitch that's parts one to six let's just go back to parts two and three character and story and story and character i think it is helpful to separate them out but i'm i'm no i was in a, i had a meeting today with a um production company and it was just howlingly obvious how important story was and it was a little bit frustrating to me because i was i i understood that but in my head, I was sort of pitching a sitcom idea and it was clear to me that they could only really see the idea in terms of story. And then when I pitched them a story idea, 
that was sort of a road trip, but it was a t- it was a TV series. They then said, Is, "Isn't that that sounds like a movie to me?" I was like, yeah. oh, "Okay." <laughs> so um, it, it feels like we're still feeling our way a lot on that, but it feels like the story is is really important. But actually, the story is harder to get right uh, than one might think, and it isn't just a and then and then mm. and then this other thing happens and this other thing happens the, the character and the story are inextricably linked yeah. and i think when we started out we were talking a lot about character and we i think we observed this on episode 200 but but now the storytelling aspect of it is really important and that's what we're finding in scripts tends to be the thing that people are, are really struggling to get right yeah and i know we talked about this in uh, episode 200 you know what's the biggest change that we've noticed and i think we we both agreed that coming up with really good stories is problematic Mm. and I think possibly where you and I have a uh, not not really a big difference Mm. but probably just a slightly different approach to it my my feeling uh, I mean I tend to I get a sense with you and I know Mm. I've been in a room with you Mm. when we've said uh, let's come up with some story ideas and I'm just kind of picking up my pen mm. in the time that I picked up my pen you've reeled off 10 story ideas and yeah. that's you know that's your brain your yeah, brain yeah. is story 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 and mine is kind of character 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 so for me it's kind of um the story yes it's true the stories aren't working mm. but for me one of the main reasons stories aren't working is because the characters have not been thought through mm. and usually when a story is not working it's because we're trying to crowbar something into it that mm. that character would never do. And so it comes back to it. So, but at the stage that you're creating the two, mm. you kind of, you can't separate them out. You know, it's great to be able to come up with stories when you're creating your character because those stories then sort of will dictate your character. Yeah. Well, you know, and I think, and again, you mentioned this in the uh, the episode about finding your voice. You can take a uh, a subject like food or something, mm. and this character's approach to food is, I'm going to go and uh, uh, work at a food bank, or I'm, and this other character says, oh, I love restaurants, me. And mm. So you you can see how uh, yeah. you've already got to. I love new flavors. Yeah, yeah, and that's someone who's interested in experience. Yeah, uh, but you can see how that's character as yeah. well. But you've you you've started at the story point, and mm. and you you your characters have come up. I will probably start at you know the um, this character thinks this, so that's going to take them there, and that's going to give them a yeah. relationship with this person. So we, I, we in a way, end up at the same place. I think that's I mean. right. I think we it's two sides of the same coin. In a way, I think what I'm increasingly doing is using stories to find out who your characters are yeah. i think um so you know there i've i was listening to a um a podcast on the way here that you that in fact i was listening to uh, joanna penn's podcast the creative pen yeah um and she is um an independent author extremely prolific incredibly well motivated and yeah. all that kind of stuff and I, I was listening to her um and uh, she says that she still writes by exploring and doing. So she's more of an exploratory writer rather than planet, 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 write. Mm. Now write it. And I don't know if that's, you know, if that, I've only heard one or two of her episodes recently, yeah. so she might have changed. But um, And some people discover the story or mm. discover the character 
through writing. And if, if, if that's what you have to do, then do that. That's fine. But what I tend to think of is like, how would my character react in this situation or that situation? Or how would they go about this? What are they trying to achieve in that situation? And that's and that speaks volumes about who they are. And it may be that they the character surprises me in the situation. And I think, mm. oh, that's an interesting character. I'd much rather he was or she was this character rather than the character I originally had. Or sometimes you discover that this character is actually predictable in a bad way and so I, I guess I'm auditioning the characters with story before before choosing the best version of them yeah um whereas you're you're probably spending more time on the character beforehand before sending them out into the world to have adventures and scrapes yeah I think also I'm uh and I'm not sitting there creating backstory no um, it's not I'm not actually writing this stuff down but I am kind of seeing I suppose I'm sort of watching and watching my show in my head right and I'm wondering that, that like something is happening to the character or the character is or trying to get the character to be proactive to make them make something happen and I I, I think yeah Joanna Penn's interesting because she says you know there are two types of writer there is a, you, the the pantser as in you write by the seat of your pants yes you know yeah and the uh and the planner um and you know you're a pantser or a planner and i sort of think well i'm uh, i'm a bit of both really and, and you i think you need to be a bit of both i think you 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 know with a, anything that you prepare it's always good to plan it quite a lot but then when it's a creative thing there's a point at which you go Okay, that's as much planning as I should be doing at this point. Yeah. Now I'm just going to jump in. Yeah. And I think that's the kind of um, people. When I read uh, scripts from people, or when I read treatments from people, and they they give me lots of interesting detail about the character, and this happened to him when he was this and that, and that, and I say actually you've got kind of a couple of contradictory things there with that character. You know, if you're writing a sitcom and you've got a character who's in a, like a 25-minute script, you haven't got much space to do anything more than them have a big thing that is yeah. their flaw. And you've got kind of two or three things going here. And I'll say, you know, concentrate on that one and see where, get, come up with a story for that flaw. Mm. And people often go, well, you know, it's really important to me that then when they were 12, this thing happened to them and that's a kind of important aspect of their their personality. I sort of think, well, you know, you've got to cut cut away that stuff. You've got to mm. get in there by the seat of your pants. Mm. I almost want to say, no, you yeah. know, you're not allowed. Okay, yeah. I want to be, you know, as Jerry Seinfeld says, I want to be the, the Lou Gossett Jr. character the, uh, you know, in an officer and gentleman who says, stop that. Stop that now. Okay. You are not allowed to use that now. Go off and you write that and don't mention this backstory to me ever again, okay? Yeah. Um, but, you know, we're all nice and kind. Too and nice. Like, hey, you know, I understand what you're saying here, but this is my opinion and you're welcome to yeah. disagree with it. Yeah, and I, th I think <laughs> that, that resonates with me in terms of, especially when I hear people talk about their ideas is, you know, they start talking about episode four way too quickly mm. and planning the whole series. And it's like they've become beguiled by the story. But it's like if, if, the, if the one page summary of the characters and the overall story or plot or situation isn't, isn't interesting or clear, there is no episode four. 
Hmm. Oh, I want to say, you know, so when, when they were 12, this happened to them. And I want to reveal that in episode four. It's like, okay, fine. Don't, <laughs> yeah. don't cross that out. Hmm. Um, but you really need to get back to what is your idea? Who are your characters? What are they trying to do? You know, so it's, it's easy to sort of, or, the, or, or get into world building. That's the other one, isn't it? Where people yeah. really fall in love with the world Hmm. Um, and it's like that's no that's a world and we like being in that world but it's not a story and it's not a character there, there are lots of ways that, that you know you can answer me back and say yes but and in fact well, I've just watched two series uh, of an American show called Russian Doll which as far as I could tell is sort of like a bit like life on Mars um, but set in New York and it's um, it gets really confusing and complicated but it's the characters are interesting and we stuck with it and watched it the whole two series even as we were getting to the end of series two thinking god the whole kind of science fiction aspect is so unwieldy in this it is completely it's sort of collapsing it, under its own yeah, weight yeah yeah it does kind of and the cat and the you know we just think well we know these two people are going to get together at the end here but how and well they're going to go through these weird journeys to get there and you sort of how oh, i just want i want to get back to the essence of their character but you know it's you it's an interesting show to watch and it's a, it's likable and um and funny enough i was talking to uh, dan swerit who's been kind of helping me with the uh, getting all the chapters uh, in the right order and things and and pointing out the massive number of mistakes in the uh current draft that I have of the, uh, yeah. the book but he there was a, a chapter that I had about um secondary characters and uh, how Harry Potter is really good at that and we were just sort of thinking about Harry Potter and the, 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 the classic mistake that you and I often talk about mm -hmm. when we read a script which is um all the secondary characters are really interesting but the lead character isn't interesting at all and I was sort of thinking yeah Harry Potter doesn't have any comedic flaw or anything all the ones around all the characters around him have they've all got all like mm. a thing like there's a the ron is you know he's a sort of fish out of water working class kid uh the hermione is you know po uh, head girl yeah head girl character yeah. and then top the, of the class key yeah, yeah snape is the sort of baddie who's a goodie and mm. you know and so you've got all these and the harry potter is just oh yeah he does he sort of does magic you know and so so uh, you know, we've basically been saying to people, no, you don't want to write like J.K. Rowling, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, whatever happens, you're never going to have any success writing that. So there are always people, you know, in, in as much as there are rules, you know, yeah. there are always ways of breaking yeah. them. And it's not so much a question of breaking them as that if you excel at a few other things, then the rules that you break and all your weaknesses don't matter so much. So her world building is absolutely platinum grays top of the class you know there's mm. no like pla king's cross platform 90s yeah. you know nine, nine and a three is it nine and a quarter nine and nine, three quarters, nine and three quarters. Yeah, yeah. i'm not i'm not a potterhead um <laughs> but that that link between that world and our world and all of the, you know like is there a horcrux is that a thing uh, a horcrux i can't remember it's, it's sort of magic items and stuff like that yeah everything has exactly the right name yeah and it feels like everything in that world has always existed yeah um so she's got the perfect blend of sort of latin greek terms for things mm. it feels like sort of a boarding school but not a weird etonian one but a magic you know the tone's brilliant the world's brilliant mm. 
the story is good, but as you say, Harry is well, he's an everyman in that yeah. sense, and there are plenty of everyman's. You know where, you know it goes back because it the Marcy Feldman thing is like everything's either, yeah. you know, a, a, a madman in a in a sane world or, or a sane, sane person yeah. in a mad world. In a way, Harry's our hero. He's our eyes and ears in this world. Yeah, and everything slightly goes on around him, and everybody else is in, more interesting and funnier than him. Yeah, um, so, I was yeah. thinking about because also there's a. a a thing as well another another massive massive uh franchise i mm. suppose that that um i sort of think about in a slightly similar way is hitchhiker's guide to yeah. the galaxy and what they both have these things they both have this sort of opening five ten minutes set in this sort of very ordinary english yeah. suburban world and then then they go off and it's almost like that opening Thing and the whole, you know, the King's Cross yeah. uh, platform nine three quarters. The whole, we go from that, we go through that into the magic world. And the same way we go from, oh, your planet's being, uh, yeah. you know, we've got to get, get rid of your planet, you know, because yeah, intergalactic you, you, you read the planning. Yeah, you know, mm. it's been up in the on Beetlejuice mm. for uh, eighteen yeah. light years now, or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And 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 those sort of two absolute perfect beginnings that almost everything that sort of comes after that yeah. is ever so slightly. Not quite as not yeah. quite as fantastic as that yeah. sort of absolute fantastic opening, but that's I digress. Well, I digress, not so. not really because in a way, we're what we're doing is we're trying to work out. I mean, there are reasons why we like certain things, and we do mm. try to write things like things that we like as yeah. well, don't we? That yeah, tone, yeah. Especially in terms of tone. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back, but Hitchhiker's, you know, um, Arthur Dent's not a terribly interesting character. He's sort of he's a bit small minded and grumpy. Yeah, he's not. He's a bit of a. He is a kind of classic sitcom character which is fine yeah and, but that, he's also a sane man in a mad world you yeah know? He's like, he didn't true. Yeah. He, he's sort of he's saying what we're thinking quite a lot yeah and everybody else around him mm. is sort of you know explaining stuff but not terribly interested in his well-being you know what yeah. i mean they're giving him just enough information so that he doesn't go mad yeah um <laughs> but they don't have any great empathy for the fact that he doesn't seem to understand anything at all. You yeah. know, this is all. Um, so, um, so yeah, I mean, what, what did you learn going, going over this material? Was there, was, was there also stuff that you sort of reread and then started rewriting that you just thought, huh, I'd totally forgotten that. That's actually quite good advice. I, I, you know, I, the other day I, I do a, water, a show about Jesus turning water into wine and I, had a, I did a video capture of it in Eastbourne in May. And I've done the shows again recently and I've just, I watched back the video and just thought, oh, there's a whole joke bit there that's really funny and I've forgotten about that. Um, I've stopped doing that. I should put that back in. <laughs> I, um, I was interested to go back to the whole, uh, the, the stuff about writing jokes and um, I was kind of thinking, oh, yeah, oh, wow. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I should, I've, I should, uh, I wish I'd remembered that was the thing that I was just writing but yeah. um so there's a few a few little moments like that but I think what's what's become uh more interesting and I suppose in terms of the sort of longer journey really is having thought oh well I always had this thought about character and I always had this thought about um story and whatever and I've, I've separated them out into chapters but I I think this sort of overall idea that um it's that the, the the feeling of you know actually wanting to wanting people to go to comedy writing university and mm. you know just gets really really better at it it's something that i feel has kind of 
developed gradually over our mm. series without without us even kind of mm. sort of talking about it specifically but but actually the desire to kind of get better at stuff and I, and I think the thing that I that I was most interested in from my own point of view is I've had this phrase write what you know and I've had like a chapter on that in every book I've ever written and you know the first time I wrote about it I said oh I hate that phrase write what you know it's stupid you know what there's so much more to write and I, I gradually I sort of came around to yeah I understand what that means but I thought I'm still not sure what it means but I thought the really big takeaway that I thought that I've taken in the last sort of few years is whether or not you write what you know or write what you don't know the more the more stuff you know yeah. the more you can write what you know and so you know if you are if you, you've got to be curious about everything in the world and you've mm. got to find the things that just interest that interest you and not just the thing about your subject you know and and again that mm. point you made about having these characters and this character will think that and that character will think that well you know wouldn't it be great if you've got a character who's a foodie mm. and you find out a bit more about foodies and you find out yeah. about food and you find out about oh my god you know once once you enter this foodie world it's yeah. like it's really funny yeah <laughs> and there's funny words and there's funny ways of uh, like putting ingredients together and there's people fall out on websites yeah. about which how much how many ounces or to use of such as that. And it's so it's it's like a whole new other world that you can, yeah. you know, have really funny, interesting things about. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was clicking around the internet uh, yesterday, I think. Uh, a little idea occurred to me as a, as a precinct for a show, and it's sort of military-related. Uh, and I thought, I can read information about this world via official publications and, you know, and military news websites and that kind of stuff. But what I but what I really need to do is talk to someone who'll basically say, okay, here's why the whole UK military is completely hold below the waterline. Okay? And so here's why those two new aircraft carriers are are, you know, are amazing and awful at the same time. And blah blah. And over the next yeah. five years, here's what's gonna happen. You know, it, it's like working out within that world. Everybody knows blah 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 blah, and that's going to affect you know because otherwise you're just going to end up writing blind in a situation or mm. a character has a passion, and in a way it feels like oh it feels like work and research and it doesn't really matter because my show's not about food, my show's about family, and if one of your characters is a foodie, that might feel like a lot of extra work and a bit of a dead end, but actually it will just bring so much more flavour if you'll give the expression uh, mm. to your show because this character has people they want to be like and other people they don't want to be anything like at all. You know, it's like, yeah. um, you know, the nation turned against Adelia Smith a while back, you know, and then they turned back towards her and then everyone fell in love with Mary Berry. And, um, you know, so yeah. it, it's, but there's much more going on underneath the surface and that makes you a better writer as well, doesn't it? That yeah. makes you... Uh, and in one sense, you are then discovering more about your character and your world yeah. through reading and being curious and looking at the world around you. So, write what you know is maybe write 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 what you don't know about yet. Yeah. But well, that's you know. the thing. The chapter is called "No More." Right. So that's the you know that that that's that's what I sort of took from that. And you know, and it's 
fun, you know. And that's the thing. And another thing that I've mentioned is, you know, people talk about obstacles. We think about obstacles in our lives. We think about we've got a problem with a script. We've got a character who's doing something and it's not quite right. And it's just actually going rather than saying, oh, this is a problem. It's okay. Oh, this is fun. Mm. How am I going to sort that? And it's having that mindset as well. I'd like to think that I've brought a little bit more sense of of fun to the learning is fun. Mm. Um, (laughs) I remember teachers who were like that, who yeah. I hated, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be that guy. Uh, yeah. But I do think there are, you know, we can get a little bit sort of caught up in the, you know, trying to create comedy is a serious thing. Yeah. Or you can either get too bogged down in the technicals or you can get distracted by what's on TV that already seems to be working. You know, how can I do a different version of this show or that show rather than just thinking, just you know go get outside smell the roses have some thoughts turn off your devices actually think about things what does excite you what are you interested in what have you noticed what what is out there in the ether what is you know yeah um so so yeah but th- that's all part of the advice isn't it it's not just technical yeah. it's, it has to be all of the above I mean, I would love it to be, I'd love people to be, you know, it's like a step-by-step guide to creating your show. And, you know, you kind of have the book open on uh, where you get your ideas from. All right, okay, that's good. I'll try that. Oh, what's next? Character. All right, I'll do this, this. But I I suspect it's more of a kind of uh, a book that you you will dip into. And I would like Mm. to think, you know, you, you say to yourself, oh, I've got a problem with my script and it's this i'll go oh well actually if you go to chapter 12 i'm not saying you'll find all the answers but Mm. you'll find in chapter 12 you'll find that i talk about that 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 and that and so i suppose that's it's it's more uh a haynes manual maybe (laughs) (laughs) how to write comedy ah Uh, well uh, haynes is very near me actually in uh in somerset because i I live very near haynes motor museum they still exist. I was about oh, yeah. to say oh, they've probably gone bust by now. Oh no, no, because they a great also, metaphor. Well, they also do Haynes manuals for the Imper- you know, for the Death Star oh, right, and yeah. for World War Two tanks, and right, you know right. what I mean. So they yeah. they've moved beyond the Ford yeah. Escort XR three I and you know moved into fictional yeah. uh, vehicles yeah. um, and for manuals for that, which are quite good fun actually. I yeah. think I've got one about a Wellington bomber. Hmm. I mean, let's test. Let's just very quickly do a test here and uh, tell me a problem you've got with a script at this point. So I'm just sort of throwing this one out there, James. So you've got a problem with a script, and I'll let me see if I can think of where I mention in the book where I kind of offer some suggestions of what might be a solution. Um, okay, uh, it's it's forty five pages. It's too long. It's too long. Okay, you want so you need, but I, I but I don't know what to cut because it, it's <laughs> it either to me all seems awful, or all seems like unalloyed genius. Okay, um, right. Well, there are two chapters I would take you to. I think one is uh, about uh, one is called something like "Why are we so rubbish at plotting?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I would look at that, and that hopefully that focuses you on. This is the big thing that happens. This is the consequence. And this happens this point. This happens this point. Mm. And you might start thinking, well, actually, mm, there's a little bit of kind of 10 minutes in the middle here that's not quite the right bit. Yeah. So that's the first one you read. And then that's in the uh, story section, section yeah. three. And then you go to rewriting. 
section five, and that's the uh, something like, called something like plotting the final journey. Mm-hmm. And this says, okay, so you're you're plotting. Uh, you've come to the end, and it's not quite working. And what? Why is why is the end plot not working? And there's a list of reasons why. Some of the things that you might have done you know you mm. you might have loved the story too much and, yeah. and forgotten that there's a character who who's who it's less character related or you've got a day or six machina a thing that suddenly appears out of nowhere that solves the, the problem or you've got a you brought it introduced a new character too late to 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 resolve the plot mm. which i know you would never do because i know that's one no, of no. your bugbears yeah but that's an example so Oh, that's that was quite good actually. I thought uh, this is where <laughs> this yeah. is where I, my kind of plan crumbles into nothing. Yeah. But actually, yeah, I think both of those chapters would really yeah. help you. I've got another one coming, but my okay. one of the things I would do if my script is too long is I would actually. So, if I wrote a forty-five page script, I may have had a three-page, four-page outline from which I wrote it. Mm-hmm. I bet you, if I wrote the outline based on the script I've actually written. It wouldn't closely resemble that. So what I would do also is I would just uh, write an outline of the script that I've written. Mm. And then you can almost, because 45 pages is too much to see in one glance. Yeah. Whereas actually, if you can just summarise your script mm. in, you know, onto a page or two, uh, just to remind you what happens in each scene, suddenly you'll just go, oh, there's, we're, we're circling here. And yeah. we're circling there. That's one of the things. Well, in fact, doing. you might then want to try from outline to script. Right. Tell, don't show. That's another chapter. Yeah, yeah. Um, in which, and that that points out how how to make sure that everything that you've got in the scene that the next that that it leads into the next scene. Yeah. So that you know, so there isn't anything that's kind of uh, a diversion or a digression. Yeah. Um, Here's another one then, and that is um, there's a scene between two characters. They have to have a very frank conversation. The plot demands it. I can't cut this scene, but it's just not funny. Okay. It's howlingly not funny. Help me. Right. Uh, go to, I think it's chapter 24, which is uh, called something like See Me a Joke, uh, which is about visual comedy. Mm-hmm. How do you... Uh, how how do you get across um, action through visual? And you might, if you're struggling with your dialogue, you might just want to uh, put something in there that's a visual thing. Have have a have a visual thing happen mm. that's you know not not out of the blue, but something that could be related to the character or something that something physical that they do mm. that just yeah. takes them into a different place and it suddenly uh, makes the conversation quite difficult and inconvenient and potentially funny yeah yeah or Uh, or or change the location of it yeah so they've had every difficult conversation you know in in the kitchen but for whatever reason the kitchen's out of bounds so now they have to have the conversation in the laundry and it's boiling hot in there because the tumble dryer's been on all day or whatever or you know this is the it's um they they've got a You've got someone who's hard of hearing now. There. Okay. Um, but the other person, you know, or you're in a library maybe, so they yeah. can't, then they've got to shout. Yeah. Or they've got to say stuff that they don't want to be heard. And I don't mean, I mean, I know that's a sort of cliche comedy thing other than saying, and and also, you know, and uh, 
I can't stand your mother-in-law. Yeah. You know, when the sound goes down yes, exactly. and the mother-in-law standing there. But yeah. um, so, uh, I, uh, yeah, I think that the um, the visual thing is, yeah. is one way of looking at it. And then there there's also uh, a section with the joke is with jokes is about coming out of uh, scenes or actually character jokes. Make sure that your jokes are absolutely nailed to your character. That's another chapter. Yeah, excellent. I will ask you um, one or two more of those on the on the extended version of this podcast, which will be available to our Patreons. So hold on to your seats for that. But before we wrap up this episode, um, let me ask, let me just sort of reflect on the fact that you've been writing novels and publishing books. And in, in one sense, you've been doing this off the grid, as it were. You've been independently publishing these things. And in a way, that's emblematic of the fact that this just wasn't possible 20 years ago and it was even slightly awkward 10 years ago and now it's sort of it's easier it's not easy now is Mm. it do you want to say a little bit about publishing your own books but also maybe and thanks to you I wrote sorry I've been listening to another podcast called the novel marketing podcast which Mm. is an excellent uh podcast um which is very realistic and hands-on about writing particularly fiction um but open to the idea of writing Kindle shorts and trying stuff out. And, you know, the barrier to getting your writing out there, you're probably not going to make much money on it, but um, but the tech is now there and better, although not very, hmm. still, there's still, you know, work to be done. Do you want to say a bit about that world and how you've learned stuff through that and recommending that or not? Yeah, and in a sense, I kind of do allude to that as well in, the, that, in terms of how things have changed in that this was... Uh, when I was writing this in 2018, I was still, I, I still had a few regular writing jobs uh, with BBC, and I was doing some of my own uh, jobs and my own radio series and things as well. But um, now I've got more and more involved in doing my own stuff, and actually the decision to to write novels, which uh, is is a kind of seemingly crazy idea completely crazy and uh, yeah as you've often pointed out yeah um, uh, but to the point where i'm also doing it yeah but I, in a one sense i can't not yeah. do it but as what's been fascinating to me is as i've been writing it and in parallel i i send out my fortnightly newsletters to to people who want to be comedy writers and i feel a com- total affinity because i my understanding of how to get my novel out there, how to get people to read my novel, how to get people to buy it, um, is as kind of fuzzy as for most people who are starting out. How do I write a sitcom script? How do I get it out there? How do I get people to see it? And I'm kind of going on that same journey. And obviously I'm at a bit more of a bit of an advantage compared to people who are just starting out because obviously I know a lot of people. But... all it means, though, is that maybe I can get a couple more meetings with yeah. people um, than, than yeah. they can. But I still and get can't. Arthur Smith to do your audiobook. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I can't really. Um, I still am baffled. And I would love to, you know, I'd, I'd love, I wish there was a, a book, the complete uh, novel publisher, yeah. uh, the complete novel writer dash publisher right um i'm sure joanna penn's written one she's well that's the thing she's written about 20 okay so there's so many so you, things but what you need for her to do is condense it all down into one into one book into one which book. is exactly yeah. what you've done exactly. with the complete comedy writer yeah. so how can people get hold of it there'll be a link in the show notes but generally 
Um, well, it'll be available uh, uh, from all good computers, yeah. and uh, it will be in. Uh, yeah, it, 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 I can sort of link to it on Amazon. If you don't like Amazon, there will be uh, there will be other bookstores where you may be able to get hold of it online. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, and, and in bookstores, but you'll probably have to order it um, and libraries as well. But um, generally, the place to find it will be online and um, at the company. Whose name I dare not speak, but um, yeah. you know the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they do love books. I'll give them that. Yeah, and they do. They are probably they are more the friend to the independent publisher than than the enemy. Yeah. Um, but obviously there are issues with them. But yeah, you know there are lots of online uh, places. Uh, Hive is one that, uh, and of course Waterstones, Barnes and Noble, those places. If you um, order the book. you can order the books from them yeah yeah and also frankly who's going into bookstores and buying books everyone's ordering them online so it doesn't really matter who you order it from you know so those those non-amazon options i'm sure are yeah. every bit as convenient as the amazon option as well, well i'd love everybody to go into their local shops and, and just go to the uh People at counter say, "Have you got the complete comedy writer by Dave Cohen?" I say, "No, I don't think so." And if enough people do that in every shop in Britain, and yeah. you know, then they'll start to, oh, maybe we'll start to take that. <laughs> so, so many people are asking about it. Starting to sound a bit partridge now, where he yeah. says, "You know, when his when his show was uh, cancelled, he says, you know, I'm not, you know, obviously, if some people want to write to their MPs, then you know, it's, it's not for me to say they shouldn't." <laughs> well, uh, actually, that's not a bad idea. Yes, that's well. right, dear sir. Dear sir. The letter to the Times. Yes, exactly. Well. Yeah. Great. Well. Um, um, uh, Patreon list, Patreons can hang on for a bit longer because we've got a bit more coming but uh, otherwise thanks very much for listening and we'll speak to you next time cheers Dave thank you and speak to you soon bye bye